Welcome to my podcast, Exploring Past Lives with Karen Joy. I am Karen Joy. For over a decade, I've been doing regressions with people who want to experience a past life and sometimes their life between lives. I'm the author of several books, including the groundbreaking book, Lost Soul, Wise Soul, How Our Challenging Past Lives Shape Our Future. In this unique podcast, I speak to people who have actually experienced one or more past lives. Some have also visited their life between lives, which is also known as the afterlife. Come with me now to learn what can happen in a past life regression, what a past life experience is like, how it unfolds, and how it impacts on our current lives. So today we have Sam with us. We're very lucky to have Sam with us talking about her regression, her past life regression. And it was a very interesting experience from my perspective, but we're going to hear from Sam. Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. (laughs) So Sam, I think I'd like to start off by asking you a little bit about your spiritual perspective. Obviously you've got one because you came for a past life regression. So can you share a little bit about that for us, please? Yeah, um, kind of from my teenage years, I've been really close with my aunt and she's fully into psychics and she got me into a book called Journey of Souls. Um, And that kind of, yeah, I guess led me on that path of knowing that there are souls and that they go somewhere kind of after death to learn and grow and all of that kind of stuff. Um, So I've always been spiritual, not so much religious, um, like believing in gods or anything like that. Um, And just recently as well, I've started a course on Zen Buddhism to kind of get that, um, I guess, knowing of the higher self within, within you rather than like praying to gods and that kind of stuff. Okay. And I remember now just... Uh, jig my memory that you um your aunt was very important to you and there's a reason why that was the case is that true um so yeah growing up I always believed and my aunt always believed that we went through kind of all of our lives together we've always been really close ever since I was young and the first life that came through in the regression with you I think towards the very end of it, um, like after I died, I think I just said something like, oh, my aunt was my family back then too. Oh, okay. So she is very important to you. Well, the other thing I was thinking of that you lost your mother early too. Yeah, and they were her best friends. Um, so my mum and my aunt were best friends as well. And she kind of stepped in and I guess took on a bit of that maternal role with me as well when I was younger. Yes, that's right. I remember you saying that too. And it's interesting because she's not your mother's sister, but she is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's my dad's sister. Yeah. So that was lovely that you've had that experience and you've been spiritual for that time and then you decide to come for a regression. So was there anything particular that had you coming for a regression that you had in mind at the time? I mainly just felt lost. Like I was jumping around careers. Like I started with nursing um, and I enjoyed that for a little bit, but I just didn't feel like it was me. So I've just been constantly studying. I think I've got, you know, three degrees under my belt, but not really using any of them. 
um, just, yeah, I just felt really lost in my direction um, of where I was going. Okay. Okay. So we'll find out whether that got resolved or not. Um, and maybe there's still more to do because I think we're going to do another regression as well yes. next week. Yeah. Yes, that's right. But your your past life regression was so interesting. I thought that it would be great to uh, hear from you. And so the first the first thing that happened, I think, what what happened first? Somebody came through who you know. Uh, my mum was the first one that came through. It just started off with an image of her face. Um, and then I think, yeah, you were the one that said that's, you know, that's her energy. You can call her in um, to actually speak to her if, if you're ready. Um, and so, yeah, she was the first one that came through and, okay. yeah, spoke. Was, <laughs> uh, was that, did she have a message for you? Um, I was, I think I was more shocked um, with that one because I've never had any kind of contact with her, even when I've seen psychics. Um, she's never really come through. It's always been my grandma. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I kind of took a bit of a backseat with that one and I was, yeah, kind of glad you were there because you guided me with questions to ask her. Um, so with that one, it was more about my direction in life and why did she leave me when I was six? So it was quite moving, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And then did we go into a past life? Your grandmother came through too, didn't she? Yeah, so my grandma came through um, after my mum, but she didn't um, really say anything. Um, that was more just knowing that she's there with me all the time. Yeah, and then you asked, um, you know, is she the one to guide me through this um, regression? And she said no, and that's when a wolf uh, face popped up. Oh, that's right. I remember now, yes. Um, so, yeah, the wolf face popped up and then... Um, yeah, and then it was, again, you asking, um, you know, is this uh, the person or, you know, Wolf that's going to guide you through this regression? Like, is is he your guide? And it was. And then he came down almost, yeah, in a full form then, not just this face image. Hmm. Okay. And then did we go into past lives? Like uh, what I remember is we had at least one or two past lives. Would you like to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So the first past life, um, I was an American Indian and I had a, like a massive giant white wolf beside me um, and we were all alone. And I think that was the feeling that I felt too when I first went under hypnosis, just this sad loneliness. Um, and so, yeah, you know, it was really vivid, almost like I was looking on a movie screen. Like I was looking down and just, yeah, I could see kind of a whole picture frame almost. And then it was moving like a movie. And I think, yeah, me and the wolf came back from a hunt um, to see the tribe gone. Um, and then, yeah, we looked over and the wolf was snarling and there were five red coats um, sitting on horses uh, kind of looking at us in the woods. And so what happened next? Do you want to share that? Yeah, um, it's a kind of long story short. Um, they ended up shooting the wolf in the forage. Um, I was telling the wolf to hold back, hold back, because they didn't have any weapons drawn at that stage. Um, inside a bow and arrow knocked but not pointed at them. And, yeah, they shot the wolf in the head 
And I just, I think even in the chair, I was just overcome with this pure sadness for the wolf, um, just losing almost like my best friend. Um, So I remember just not even caring about those other five men on horses. I was just huddled over this wolf, just holding him and stroking him. And then I think, yeah, I got shot in the back of the head, kind of huddled over the wolf. Just just really full of grief. You Yeah, because my family was gone. And then I saw, yeah, my best friend, hunting partner die right in front of me. And I think it was just really lonely, like a lonely kind of death. Very sad. What's important to me in those regressions is that uh we make sure that that energy of the past life personality has moved on the spirit if you like and sometimes what I've noticed is they can get stuck yeah he was standing around and the wolf as well just kind of walking through the forest um they could see their bodies I think they knew that they were dead dead. but they didn't know where to go they they felt lost and did anything happen then um that's when you directed me to go down and tell them that there is somewhere for them to go and then yeah the wolf went um first and then the indian went and so did you how did you feel after that yeah it was almost like um almost like a relief that yeah that they found somewhere to go and i went back to so initially when i went under I was just in this dark room with a spotlight shining on me and then kind of straight after when they they disappeared, they kind of shimmered and disappeared, um, I went straight back into that dark room with the spotlight, but it did feel like a part of me had returned, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. So you felt, yes, I think you, I think, um, yes, you felt you'd accomplished something there, if I remember correctly, like that's what you said anyway. Yeah, regression. Yeah, so that yeah. was good. And then um, you had, I think, what else happened there? Do you remember? You, you had somebody come through who you didn't expect as well. Yeah. So straight after that, I had my best friend in grade seven. She was twelve. Dominique. She um, passed really suddenly. I was standing right next to her from a fireworks accident. Um, a bit of shrapnel, um, yeah, cut through her throat. And I was, yeah, I was the first one to kind of see her and I went to go get help. Um, but, yeah, they obviously couldn't save her. Um, and, yeah, she came down. Um, like, yeah, it was really unexpected. I just saw her there and not even just an, an image like my mum and my grandma. It was, um, yeah, it was just her full right in front of me. Um, but she still had uh, a big kind of, yeah, gash in her neck and it still looked like it was, bubbling blood like how I remembered seeing her on the ground yeah you definitely guided me through that one as well because I had no idea um yeah what I was doing with with Dominique at this stage and yeah you said that you know she's stuck she um I don't think she's realized she's passed on and so um yeah you suggested to kind of relive that memory of that night in my mind and kind of show her what happened and she kind of made this childish joke like oh yeah that makes sense then um and had a bit of a giggle but then as soon as she kind of realized that she had died her throat just had this 
bright light shine out of it and almost just healed instantly. And then, yeah, she just like shimmered and left. <laughs> From my perspective, if she had the wound still there, it that would indicate to me that from my experience doing heaps of regressions that she was a little bit stuck and probably didn't know where to go but anyway then you know she was healed and she she moved on so we can get stuck at the end of our lives unfortunately especially when a shocking accident like that unexpected must have been a bit of a shock for you too yeah definitely I think because I was standing right beside her as well like just my whole life I'm thinking somebody was looking out for me surely (laughs) just yeah it was like millimeters away (laughs) though you weren't you weren't meant to go obviously Mm. so then we went into another past life is that right yeah yeah I think this the next one was the pirate um past life and I was a pirate captain Um, I think that one probably shook me the most. Um, Yeah, (laughs) that was an interesting one. I think that one took the longest to to get out. It was almost like slow motion. I kept freezing a lot in certain areas. And, yeah, you you kept asking if it was frozen because I wasn't saying anything for quite a while. And I think when you asked if it was frozen, that's when it started kind of moving again can be like that when it's very emotional you know when you're feeling strong emotions coming through which well I don't know if you were or not but it you know or it can be a bit challenging going forward sometimes you know even though you're safe of course in the chair when we're in the regression as you experience it was yeah a bit challenging in some way perhaps so what happened tell us a little bit more about that because you you were a pirate captain yeah, so I remember um, coming up to a small island with a spyglass and a treasure map in my hand. Um, but I think as soon as I came off the boat, um, you said to me, you know, just be brave. Um, you know, you have to get through this one, just be brave. Looking, oh, that, you know, I thought maybe I was going to do something really bad to some natives or things like that. But I just kept saying, I think I'm a good pirate. Like, I think I'm good. I have morals. I don't think I'm going to do anything bad to these people. I think that kind of settled me a little bit, knowing that, yeah, I wasn't up for some, yeah. Well, you never know, do you, when we're going into these experiences of being a pirate, of course. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I read your book as well, your latest one, how you said, you know, a lot of souls are also the perpetrator as well as the victim. So, yeah, I think I had that in my head as well, going, I don't know if I'm ready to to see me as a perpetrator yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was yeah, a good pirate. So I went onto this island and there were natives there. Um, it was just a small island. But, um, yeah, I said to you, I think this is a setup. Um, I don't, I'm, like, I'm not here for treasure. And then that's when I saw this, um, like, crazy deranged man on my pirate ship just staring out um you know this grin on his face wide eyes just totally deranged and yeah I think it was yeah just a setup to try and get him off the ship he wasn't one of my crew members and um yeah it turned out that he um, snuck onto the ship. He broke out of a, a mental asylum in England and he snuck onto my ship um, and 
didn't matter kind of what we did. We like me and my crew just couldn't get him. He was really slippery. Um, he was always kind of hiding in shadows, um, but we knew he was there and we knew he was a bit dangerous. He had a knife um, on him as well. So we just kind of pretended that he wasn't there um, to kind of, yeah, save ourselves a bit. Um, so anyway, so we rock up to this island and think, yeah, it's set up to get him off. I knew he would come off off the ship even though I said I don't want anyone coming off um and he ended up coming off the ship there were a lot of natives there and he came onto the island and grabbed one of the women um kind of by the throat holding her in front of him and I think it was at that stage you know I unsheathed my sword um knowing I guess not knowing what to do because he had a hostage at that stage. I don't think I was expecting anybody on this island. Um, and so, yeah, he had a hostage and just this deranged look on his face, um, like, you know, he was going to rape her. He started unbuckling his pants. By that stage, he had a knife to her throat. Um, I think even in the chair physically, um, I could feel the adrenaline that I was feeling when I was a pirate. Like when I was sitting in the room with you, I could feel me shaking and sweating a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was just getting really angry that he was about to do what he was going to do to this woman. Um, so he ended up unbuckling his pants and when he looked down to take them off, I think that's when I lunged at him um, and the woman got free. His knife dropped to the ground and I kind of jumped on him we were both on the ground and I think I just started punching him um so we both lost our weapons um and as I was punching him I think I could see my men coming off the ship um and yeah I was more worried at that stage about the woman just making sure she was okay because she had a bit of a slit in her throat Um, so I think, yeah, my men went to deal with her to make sure she was okay and put, you know, a cloth over her throat. Um, I was, I think by that stage I had felt something. I think I said to you just something like, oh, I think I just got stabbed, but I'm not sure where. Um, and then, yeah, I ended up getting stabbed in the chest and I toppled off, um, yeah, the crazy man and my crew just ran over grabbed his limbs and grabbed my sword and then chopped his head off. Um, And then I was just kind of laying on the ground knowing I was dying. Um, Yeah, I had a flashback as well, like in that pirate stage to me as a toddler just crawling around on the deck of a ship as well. So, yeah, I think I knew I was dying. Um, So I had natives on one side of me just kind of kneeling around me and then my crew on the other side of me almost forming a circle around me. Um, And then, yeah, I think I I passed them um, with them all around me, but I felt like pride and just pure love from my crew. Um, Like, yeah, they, they were my family. Yes, yes, they were. And so it was a sad end, but you passed over in a peaceful way. Yeah, I was still stuck on the island and there was another soul 
there as well that was stuck and I said, oh, I think he's another pirate, but he's not my crew. Um, and then, yeah, you guided me um, to let these two pirates know that there is somewhere for them to go and then they both passed on. Okay. So that was pretty traumatic, um, that past life, but how did you feel after after you had gone through that and passed over as that pirate captain? I, I think I saw a lot of that pirate captain in me in this life, um, as in I don't... I don't like working for other people. <laughs> like I, I quite enjoy being the leader um, and doing my own thing. And yeah, I like having yeah, a group of, of people, I guess, following me and um, yeah, leading them in a way. A family, a sort of a group of people around you, loyal. and Yeah. Okay. It's a good thing to know, isn't it, about yourself, that that's important to you. Yeah. So then um, I guess I'm going to ask you then about something else happened in regards to this this deranged person. Is that correct? Do you want to tell me about that? <laughs> yeah, this one, I guess I should have expected it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess not knowing how it all, all works in the, the spirit world. Um, so the next... I think the next thing that happened first was um, you asked, you know, is there anywhere else to go today while we've still got time? And the the wolf said, I don't think um, I'm ready to go to this next place yet. Um, but I kept saying, no, I want to, because I think it was almost like um, an addiction in a way that I really loved um, helping these souls move on. Mm-hmm. Um it's so like I just I just kept wanting to do it because it made me made me feel happy and I guess wholesome that I could help help oh, these okay. souls. Um, See, so yeah, I really wanted to do this next one. Um, the wolf was like, I I don't think you're ready. Um, but we ended up going, and he came with me for this next one, which he he didn't come with me in the other ones. Okay. Um, so I think yeah, I think you knew that it was it was going to be a big one <laughs> just from that. Um, with your experience, um, whereas, yeah, I had no idea what, what to expect. And so I saw um, me as a baby. I think I was almost in in the baby looking up um, in my current life. So I was in a crib in um, the front room of my grandparents' house. Um, here as a baby, I, I'd, I'd say no more than six months old. So I was pretty small looking up. Um, in the corner of the room, um, the wolf was kind of snarling um, and I could then see my granddad looking over the crib um, at me. Um, uh-huh. I think I was holding his his pinky or something like that. And, yeah, you said, you know, the wolf was probably with you, um, with you at this time. And it turned out that he was um, with me in the corner and, yeah, the wolf was saying to me, you know, I was trying to get through to him, trying to get through to his like soul, his subconscious, but trying to get through to who? Who's? Oh, sorry, my grand, my granddad, trying to get through to Do my granddad. To, is it the right time to say anything about the granddad, or is it best to leave that till a bit later? What's your thoughts? Yeah. Um. So at that stage, I didn't 
didn't see it. Um, it was just the wolf saying I was trying to get through to him. He wasn't listening. And oh. that's when that's when I kind of went back to that baby stage again, looking up, and I could see my granddad's face. And it was almost like a horror movie where you see the human kind of flicker and you see um, that kind of devil or, you know, the dark spirit kind of um in them like yes. almost like an like a transformation exos- almost yeah yeah so that happened um with my granddad's face and all I saw was that deranged man at the beach with the pirate so I saw those big eyes that crazy grin the bad teeth just looking down at me with that kind of hunger for you know rape and all of that kind of stuff but it it froze. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think the wolf was, yeah, I think it was right. And that I probably wasn't ready to actually see what happened. Um, but yeah, I know that, um, yeah, he molested me. Um, my granddad molested me in this life as a baby. Um, but I guess seeing that, uh, like that spirit and that it, I don't know if it followed me or how it then came into this life with me as well from that past pirate life. Yes. So what happened then? Are you all right? Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just want to make <laughs> sure. I, I processed it. Yeah, it's fine. Good. Um, yeah, so after that, um, yeah, my, I think it was you said, you know, he, he has a lot of thinking to do. He won't be able to pass on, um, you know, he's really dark and angry and I could feel that, um, that darkness and anger in him. And I said, um, I, I actually think I can help him. And I think that's when I, like, I cupped his face and I just poured. It's almost like a, a transfer of energy. I could feel myself pouring the light from me into him and he kept blocking it for a while like it almost like he lit up for a little bit but then just went dark again like his whole spirit just went dark and um and it it, I think it took a a while in my mind anyway um yeah just pouring all this light telling him that there is love in this world you probably haven't felt it for a long time um you know there is light and love um, you don't have to feel this darkness and hatred. Um, and he ended up kind of lighting from his head, like this really bright light just from his head slowly travelling all down his body. But then it was almost like he just froze there. Um, and I said, I I can't help him any more than what I've done. And then, um, yeah, you asked the question, well, you know, what does he need? Who needs to help him? And it turned out that my aunt um, was the one that needed to help him, um, yeah, further. Okay. And so did he disappear then or what happened? No. So he just, he stayed in that room. He's probably still there. Um, Okay. Yeah. Did the grandmother come in or something at that stage? So my grandma came in just before me and the wolf left and she just said thank you and then disappeared again. Okay. Was, so what was your feeling about that then with with your grandfather that he's there was a little bit of transformation there, but 
there's still more to do something like that what's your feeling yeah yeah um so initially when I was doing it I I felt good um like I felt like oh I'm I'm really helping this dark soul to to feel love again um and you know I think the wolf even said to me like oh you did good when we back went back to that dark space and I think yeah after I said you know my aunt has to help him um I think I I kind of know that she won't um so I guess that part of me is feeling a bit of a sadness that he is going to be stuck there you know thinking about what he, what he has to think about um but then afterwards it's it's interesting because um yeah under that hypnosis state I was feeling really happy and um yeah proud I guess of of what I did for him and that I could do that for him but then when I came back to my human self it was probably uh, a week or two later um I was thinking about it again going I don't know why I did that um I guess from the human perspective um yeah I don't know if it's spite or just uh anger towards him I don't know what it is or an ego thing um but as a human um I'm thinking I yeah I don't know why I, I did that like I wouldn't do that in the state I'm in now like the human form because of um feeling sort of annoyed and unhappy with him and the things that he did in his life yeah yeah that's it and and I was also thinking, you know, he he killed me in a past life. He molested me in a current life, and um, you know, I went, I helped him. Like, <laughs> I guess yeah, yeah that, that human side of me is like, why? Why? <laughs> well, that's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Because that's, I guess, that's our journey, and it's not an easy one <laughs> to yeah, yeah. to come to terms with somebody who's as dark as he is, and to like you were doing there you were loving him but you were coming from your higher self I would suggest and then where at the human level it's more difficult to get through to that forgiveness and understanding that is what I've tried to do in that book try to get people to understand that dark path and realize that it's just part of our journey but he's got a little way to go yet obviously he's shut down and as if you read that if as you've read that book you know that They've always been, they've all been hurt in the past themselves. So it's tricky, isn't it, as a human to find that empathy and and love for somebody who's been so dark. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um I think also we we discussed um like Zen Buddhism and meditation. And um I think in this life as a as a human, I think that would meditation would help me um I guess tap into that higher self a lot more um yeah it's interesting because I was thinking um like you know would I be thinking why am I doing this to this evil man like helping him if I was meditating how I should be meditating and um I guess yeah tapping into that higher self I think I'd still probably be thinking that same thing it's just about accepting and going through the grief that you've got to go through for what happened to you. It's a very tricky thing being a human, I think. Sam, when you were in the regression, you uh, seemed to get pretty clear pictures some of the time, would you say? 
Yeah, every regression, um, it was like I was watching a movie. Um, the only time it was first person was, um, yeah, it was that final one where I was in the crib in this life. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I was that baby looking up um, for part of it. But then, yeah, the other regressions, it was like I was watching a movie. Everything almost looked like it was a 45-degree angle looking down and watching it all unfold. Yes. Did you have emotions with it as well? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I was crying a lot. <laughs> so um, you were in the, you were, look, even though it was a movie, it was still very emotional for you. Yeah, very. I think every life I was crying, um, whether it was, you know, feeling love or feeling sadness, feeling lonely. Um, yeah, it was really emotional. Yes. Okay. And so was there anything like your current life, you said you were feeling lost. Are you still a little bit in that state? Are you getting any clearer or like we're going to do another regression? But I'm just wondering where you are now after doing those particular uh, past lives, going through them and what you experienced. Yeah, it was interesting. As soon as I left, I I felt physically lighter, like um, like some weight has been lifted um, and I felt happier and like a part of me has come back to myself. Um, the final image I saw in the regression was me in that dark space again with the spotlight, but instead of being alone, I was holding hands with um, my younger self. It was almost like I, I yeah, brought that part back to me again and I did feel happier leaving. Yeah. Okay, so that's really positive. And you did some really good rescues there as well, as so that's important. And that rescuing is embracing those parts of yourself that you've lost, which is see your little child, and then the um, in the previous life, the hurt and and pain of losing your companion in that first life. So that sounds positive, and we'll see what happens next time. We might we might see what yeah we might share that depending on whether you want to or not. Um, <laughs> We'll see how we go. Is there anything that really surprised you in the regression? Like when you think back, there's quite a few things happened there. What would you say? I guess just the whole experience, yeah, just as a whole. Um, I had no expectations going in. And like I've said, the only kind of um, spirit type work I've done has been with psychics where they've told me things that, you know, guides have told them. Um, so I've always had that kind of middleman. Um, so I guess, yeah, I think for me it was maybe a bit overwhelming in that sense that, you know, for the first time in, what, 28, 29 years I spoke to my mum. Yeah. yeah, that that was a bit overwhelming for me. Um, and, yeah. then, and then seeing my grandma again who I was really close to. Um, yes, yeah, so I think. Yeah, overwhelming was yeah probably the best word to describe it. But it was like I would do it again in a heartbeat. I don't regret any of it. Um, but I don't think I could have done it um, like alone. As in, I think I needed you as that anchor to to guide that whole experience. Um, you know, even just asking questions or if it froze, um, you know, you would kind of ask something that would would get the the picture frame moving again um, and just just the right questions 
to ask as well. Like I think because I was so overwhelmed by it all, um, yeah, I I was just kind of lying there, <laughs> like just taking <laughs> okay. it all in, but not really knowing how to or what what to ask, how to get anything out of it. Yes, I think it is helpful to have a, somebody guiding you when you're in that because it can be, like you said, pretty emotional. Yeah. And, well, I'm glad you did meet your mother, though, because you're only six when she passed. So that even though it was overwhelming, it was a lot of people would like to have that happen to them, but it was probably unexpected. Like you said, that was a surprise. Yeah. Didn't expect it. Yeah. You've really done a lovely job of explaining what it's like um, to do a regression for listeners and given us a lot of information about how a past life unfolds as well. And it was an interesting past life. So um, I think I'll just ask you if there's anything else you'd like to add. And thank you very much for coming. So is there anything you'd like to add, Sam? Pretty much just, um, yeah, if if you are going to do it, I do suggest getting that anchor um, especially if you're a beginner with it all. I think you mentioned at the start that, you know, you can go into these states by yourself at any time. Um, but I just, I know I would, even now knowing what it's like, I would still just feel so lost in there, um, not knowing what to ask, where to go. Um, so I think, yeah, having someone like yourself as that anchor person to have that lifeline, I guess, on on yes. getting out and well eventually we want to get a connection with our guide like you've got that beautiful uh, wolf guide and I would say that we've still got another session to, to do but eventually we'd hope that you get that intuitive connection with your guide so that that you've got that access you know that access to that wisdom that comes from our higher self but we'll see what happens yes <laughs> So thank you so much, Sam, for sharing all of that information. I really appreciate it. And I think the listeners do too. And it's just a delight to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much. And thank you for all that you do. It's amazing. Thank you for tuning in today. Please feel free to access my website, lifebetweenlivesregression.com.au for much more information about past lives and life between lives. You also might want to tune in to my Twitter and my Instagram account and my Facebook page, Karen Joy Author. On my website, you will find case studies explored in depth in my blogs and in my books and locate other useful information and resources. Thank you for listening.